Baseball's great charm is that the action comes in spurts, which leaves plenty of time to spin yarns, look at the girls, and make wisecracks. Chaos, C-H-A-O-S, critical hate and overwhelming stupidity. Hey folks, what's happening? Welcome to another episode of Full Count Chaos. We are two games into the season. While I'm recording right now, the Orioles are one and one. Everyone's tied for first and last place in the AL East. Everyone is one and one. And I owe a lot of people a lot of money on bets that I made thinking the season would not begin. And that's okay. Normally, I'm not a betting guy. And I always say, unless I'm about 99% sure I'm going to win, I don't bet. And I swore up and down, as you know, if you tune into the podcast, I did not think this season was going to start, and I'm digging it so far. I'm loving it. First game of the season, ah, well, 13-2. Fuck it. They lost. You know, I, I don't really want to talk about it. I'm going to talk about it a little bit on here. But outside of the podcast, friends, family, anyone texting me, calling me, I'm not talking about it. All right? They lost 13-2. Saturday, they win 7-2. And it's so funny seeing all over Twitter, I feel so sorry for Red Sox fans and the Red Sox for losing to a team like this. I see tweets like that all over the place. It's great. I love when the Orioles win because they're my team, regardless whether they're the worst team or the best team. I love when they win. When they lose, I hate it. Can't sleep at night sometimes when they lose. I wish I didn't have that in me. I wish my favorite team could lose. I could move on with my day, do something, and forget about it. But that's not who I am. But I love it. Not only when they win, because they're my favorite team, but just seeing all the hate, all the frustration, all the fans of the opposing team that lost to the Orioles of wondering, how the hell did that happen? No team in baseball is supposed to lose from the Orioles. Well, a big fuck you because you did. Uh-huh. And now that's why we're tied <laughs> with every other team in American League East. In July 26th, we keep seeing all those cliche jokes. Ah, the Orioles are tied for first in July. I was concerned that I wasn't going to think it was going to feel like baseball, obviously with 2020 being just a gigantic shit show, 60-game season, nobody in the crowd. I'm thinking this is not going to feel like it. This is not going to feel like baseball. Boom, first pitch, all the emotions come hit me, just like a, a bolt of lightning. All the hair on the back of my neck stand up, and here we go, having fun. I was having fun for a little bit on that first game. But the uh, second game on Saturday, I'm pacing back and forth, thinking we're going to lose a, a 5 nothing lead. Obviously, the Orioles win. And yes, again, I'm going to remind you all the time, I am that fan that says, we, I know smartass, I don't play for the team, but I do uh, spend my hard-earned money and a lot of valuable time watching them, so I feel like we're in it together. I don't know, my whole life I've been saying we when I talk about my favorite team, so maybe it's a habit. But all the emotions right away. Boom! There it was. Feels like baseball again, and it does. And I'm loving it. So I'd love to hear from you guys. Fullcountchaos at gmail.com. Does it feel like baseball to you after uh, watching the uh, first two games of the weekend? And as you're tuned into this, I'm sure other games have happened. Hopefully they have a winning record by the time you're tuned into this. But does it feel like baseball? Are you watching these games and you're nah, about 50% emotionally tied into it now because... Just too much shit happening. Too much shit happened leading up to the season, hearing the crowd noise on the speakers. To me, I'm, I'm back in 110%. I'm ready. I love it. Love my baseball. So the Yankees and the Nationals, of course, start off 2020. 
And Dr. Fauci uh, (laughs) threw out the first pitch. Now, I'm very athletic. I've played sports my whole life, baseball. I used to pitch the whole nine yards. And I've always said that if I threw out the first pitch, I'd be extremely nervous, and Lord only knows where that baseball would go. And, you know, people would respond with, what are you talking about? You've been throwing a baseball your whole life. I don't know. Things just seem different. So, Dr. Fauci throws the first pitch. Obviously, just a complete shit show. Embarrassing moment, I'm sure, for him. Or maybe he didn't give a shit. He looked like somebody shot his arm up with Novocaine and then said, all right, go out there and throw the pitch. (laughs) He went out there and... You know, made sure to uh, keep the a lot of people, a lot of jokes about keeping distance with that throw. So <laughs> that was entertaining. Why not? I think it was a perfect person to start off the first uh, first pitch to start off 2020. Doctor Fauci. Some people hate him. Some people love him. But the guy's been there since day one, trying to let us know what to do and trying to give us advice to save our lives. I guess whatever. But people get nervous with that first pitch. Baba Bowie from Howard Stern. Oh, my God. Gary Delabate, the, the producer. But I was a big fan tuning into his show every morning. And especially, <laughs> I was a huge fan the time that he threw out the first pitch. I think it was for the Mets. And Oh, my God. Oh, it's terrible. It's almost like he forgot he was left-handed and he threw with his right hand. And boy, did he get shit like all month. And it's funny because he's athletic, so he says, and He's played sports, and he <laughs> he worked on it over and over and over, and he said he could throw hard, and he's always hitting the target, and then he said something happens. When you throw out that first pitch, you just get extremely nervous, and you, you got to tune into that. Also, who was it, 50 Cent? Oh, my God. Oh, that, that was extremely embarrassing for him, but again, I'm sure just another guy was like, I don't give a fuck. But I just think anytime someone's watching you do something that you're not used to people watching or that many people watching you, it makes you nervous. Like, you know, sex or singing or sex. <laughs> oh, if you got a lot of people watching you. Look, I've had my crazy times before I got married. And, you know, it's hard to perform. It's hard to put on an A-plus performance. So I've always said if I ever threw out a first pitch, I don't know, I would... I would do what uh, Lamar did, Lamar Jackson, for the Ravens. He kind of stepped up on the grass and threw it. Smart. Don't get on that mound. I wouldn't be pushing off and trying to put my leg into it and throw like, you know, normally a pitcher would do. Just get on that grass, give a good toss, get the fuck off the field because I don't want to be embarrassed. (laughs) So uh, entertaining weekend. Um, well, entertaining Saturday, I should say, because Friday was an absolute shit show for the Orioles. We're going to get into all that. Again, love to hear from you guys. Fullcountchaos at gmail.com. Before we jump into everything, I just want to remind you, as sports begin to return, so does your chance to bet on them with our exclusive wagering partner, betonline.ag. With the UFC, NASCAR, Formula One, and the EPL in full swing, there's no shortage of ways to get in on the action. Need more? Bet Online has simulated NFL Madden games, NBA 2K, and UFC happening every day for you to watch and wager on. As the MLB, NBA, and NFL near return, Bet Online has future odds on everything you can imagine season win totals, division odds, and championship odds. Make sure to visit betonline.ag to join now and receive your new welcome bonus. 
One more here, folks. Gentlemen, listen up. Start taking notes because manscaped accidents are finally a thing of the past. When you're trimming up downstairs, you don't want to snag the bag. The Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0 has been beautifully designed to reduce those painful nicks and tugs. The Manscaped engineering team obsesses over technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. And they spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created and just released the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0. When I tell you this is premium, I mean premium. The battery will last up to 90 minutes so you can take a longer shave. And let's not forget about the charging stand. Show your mower off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is convenient charging dock powered by USB. You really need to try this out and here's how. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use code armchair. I'm telling you, your balls will thank you. All right, so here we are, baseball, Orioles, 2020. They are one and one as I'm recording this. Going to wrap it up in Boston and then head over to Miami to play a little baseball. And one thing I noticed, it doesn't seem like the balls are as juiced as they are. I mean, we're in July, it's humid as hell. And some of these uh some of these hits when they take off the bat, they look like, I mean, last year they probably would have went 410 feet. So I truly do think that they did something with the baseballs to make sure that, you know, <laughs> you have about a 90% chance of hitting it over the wall. All you have to do is connect the bat with the ball. At least that's what it seemed like with Orioles pitching. Maybe they were just so bad, but it seems like the balls are a little less juiced. I don't know. That's just my opinion. That's just what I saw during the past couple games and the other games I was watching. They just don't seem to jump off the bat. Again, it's not like it's cold weather, late March, early April. We're in the end of July, 110 degree days with 100% humidity. So the Orioles start up, obviously, in Boston. Uh, John Means didn't start 10-day IL. You hear that, you're like, Jesus. You know, no shit, it's 2020. You know, if I woke up tomorrow morning and my balls were scotch-taped to a beehive, I'd say, yeah, th- this makes sense. This is the worst goddamn year, so this is not surprising that my balls are scotch-taped to a beehive right now. So Tommy Malone starts off 1 in 300 million to win the lottery. That's your chances. That's basically what Tommy Malone did. He won the lottery to start pitching opening day. And, of course, what team would you would you have a chance to do that on? The Orioles. You know, he hasn't had an ERA below five in, like, the past three or four seasons. Hasn't had a winning record in a while. Couldn't cut it with Seattle's pitching squad, who's got one of the worst bullpens in baseball as well. He has a lifetime, uh, what is it, ERA, yeah, 9.70. Five career starts at Fenway Park. But come on down, Malone, you're our guy to open up the season. And then I'm hoping that it's just going to be one of those flukes. You know, everybody was assuming that the Red Sox were just going to completely destroy Tommy Malone. And I'm thinking, all right, maybe it'll be one of those situations that we'll be talking about for many years about. Remember when Tommy Malone went in the Fenway and pitched a (laughs) no-hitter? Obviously, that didn't happen. They, you know... the first couple innings, I mean, he looked good or decent. I mean, his circle change was fucking with the batters, keeping him off balance. But with the stuff that he has, you just can't have success. 
because you're going to have to see the order again and again. And that's exactly what happened the second time he saw everyone. Boom, boom, base hit. It was more like double, 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 double. He gets through three innings, four hits, four earned runs, three walks. And you're like, all right, there it goes. That's what was expected. Already down four to nothing. All right, no big deal. Let's bring the offense up. Let's see what they can do. Oh, Cody Carroll's coming in. All right, let's see what he does. Throws four huge matches on the fire. Says, oh, look at that fire. Good news. I have a big can of gasoline and some matches. Let me walk onto the mound and throw this shit right on there. He comes in, walk, walk, single walk. And the Red Sox scored four in the third and six in the fourth. So at that point, obviously, you do the math. It's 10 to nothing. I'm like, well, this is a shit show, and you know, I don't want to turn it off. It's the first game of the season. Maybe something crazy will happen, you know, and I'll be like, I can't believe I turned it off. So four innings, or no, uh, yeah, four innings and three pitchers later. It's 10 to nothing. Orioles pitchers threw 191 pitches over eight innings. Red Sox, 135 after nine innings. <laughs> uh, they just, the Orioles had to get the cobwebs off. It just had to get it out of their system. That's all it was. That first game, Boston offense hit 17 hits off these Hall of Fame pitchers we threw at them. Uh, and then I'm sitting there, obviously putting myself through this pain because of the Orioles. I, I, I live and die with them. Whatever's happening, I'm there. I'm like, what the fuck else can happen here? Oh, here comes David Hess. Fantastic. As you know, I've mentioned before, I'm not a big fan of David Hess. He may not be a big fan of me either. And that's okay. He comes on the mound, takes a big old shit right in the middle of the mound. God, he stinks so bad. So nothing worked out. That was it. But then Rio comes up. He's like, all right, look, I'll, I'll bring a little action. Hit the only home run. I mean, you saw 13-2 to two score, and you're thinking, my God, Red Sox hit like five home runs. No, just a bunch of base hits, bunch of doubles. Double after double after double after double crazy i think scott garceau called rio ruiz rio nunez <laughs> about a half a dozen times and then he called renato ruiz he just kept getting them all mixed up <laughs> i think ben mcdonald and scott garceau they did a good job so far you know I'm, I'm just sitting there going i want my palmer and thorn but they did bring palmer on the air that was entertaining that was the only thing that was entertaining. I just felt bad for him because he's sitting there watching the Orioles get their asses kicked. And you can see his facial expressions like when he's watching it. He gets into it. Like if you ever watch someone uh, who's really into boxing and you see him shifting their seat back and forth and they get, that's what uh, uh, Palmer would do. Every time there was a pitch, one of the Orioles batters like fouled it off. You'd see Palmer kind of twitch and you know, he's getting into it. Oh, boy. So good for Rio. Nunez had a great game, speaking of him, on a Saturday. But I love Austin Hayes leading off. I love it. Fast, scrappy, can get home from first base on a gapper. He, I, I hope he continues to have success, and we do continue to uh, use him as a leadoff batter. I like him. And I like how he doesn't wear gloves. You know, that's a, <laughs> that's a true man right there. You don't need to use batting gloves. But, uh, yeah, anytime he gets on base, I think he's going to have a good amount of uh, stolen bases this year. 
And uh, the uh, second game, he hits opposite the shift. Hits against the shift. That was great to see. I just like that. You know, that was like uh, his second base hit. Or the, the very first um, at bat of the season. I thought he took it yard. I thought it was over the wall. And Pilar, that son of a bitch, I don't want to see him anymore. Get him out of the AL East, please. Although if he's going to stay and let, let him come on the Orioles, I'd love to have him. And as Scott Garceau called him a couple times, Kevin Millar. <laughs> oh, well, it was their opening day as well, you know. But I thought Austin Hayes had a home run on his first at bat. I kind of stood up. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Check this out. And, of course, Pilar flagged it down. And when they were doing, you know, their stat cast, it was like a 15% chance of catching that. I'm like, all right. All right, it was a great catch. We don't need to find out that. You know, it was an 85% chance he wasn't going to get it. But he did. But I like Austin Hayes, man. I like him out in the field. I like him not wearing gloves when he bats. You don't see that anymore. <laughs> uh, Glacius, he looked okay, I guess. You know, everybody's kind of having their moments, whether it's in the field or, or batting. We're only two games in the season. So I'm not going to judge. But there's going to be some pretty cool plays with Jose out there at shortstop. He's really good at the glove. And speaking of batting, uh, Chris Davis. The guy definitely uh, put some muscle on. What is he, 30 pounds he gained? <laughs> Not in fat. He, he, didn't, he doesn't have extra 30 pounds of DJ Stewart kind of 30 pounds. He's got some muscle on those arms. And uh, I don't know. I, maybe the balls need to be a little juice for him now. It's really odd because, you know, he's still batting zero. All right, but he's hitting the ball. He's not watching strike three go down the middle. If he does go down, he's going down swinging. Uh, he has made contact, but it, it, it's weak contact. It's really bizarre. It's like he's doing everything he can to make sure he puts the barrel on the ball, which he is, but they're just like little soft grounders. He did get around on one of them, uh, I think, on Friday, and it was just a line drive right to the first baseman. Double play, of course. But other... I'm just not used to that. I'm used to when Chris Davis puts the wood on the ball, and I know he's going to get shit. He's going to hit a lot out this year because if he's making contact right now, and I'm sure he's done a lot of shit to work on to make sure he's hit making contact, I'm sure sooner or later those balls are going to be flying out of the park. But now it's really odd seeing these little lazy ground balls to second base, these little lazy fly balls to center field. You know, whatever he's going through, he's definitely trying his hardest, I guess, now. He's making contact with the ball. I don't care if it's five home runs or 55. I just want him to help the Orioles win some games. I, I don't, you know, look, I've been, everyone's been pretty upset and frustrated with Chris Davis, but for fuck's sake, I just don't want to see him go through that shit again. I mean, he's, you know, he's back to being over after two games. So hopefully he gets his shit together. Uh, the second game, of course, Friday or, or Saturday. You know, I'm sitting down. My wife's like, you know, <laughs> she saw when I when I came to bed after the game. She's like, do I even want to ask what the score was? It was Friday night. And I said, no. I said, no. I said, uh, it was basically a football score. <laughs> and the Orioles definitely didn't score any touchdowns. So Saturday comes around, and I'm thinking, all right, this is a bounce back. This is a bounce back day. I said, if anyone can do it, the Orioles can. You know, I'm at some stupid, 
Hollywood movie motivational speech in my head about how the Orioles are going to win, and they did. And it was it was fantastic. It was like the the Orioles just won it all. <laughs> all those old emotions came back. Like I said, like a lightning bolt hit me. Just reminding myself how happy I am when the Orioles win. Makes the rest of my day great. Makes my evening great. I was going out on Saturday night. Went out uh, right before the game ended. I was getting ready, packing shit up to go out to see a couple people. Just a couple. We're still trying to be safe here. And uh, when they won, you know, the car ride over. I'm happy. I'm smiling. You know, talking with my wife about, hey, you know. How about that vacation you want? You want to go on that? Fuck it. I'll call him tomorrow. I'll book it. (laughs) So stupid. So many games in the season. So many emotions. So it was fun to watch the uh, 7-2 win. Big bounce back game. Cobb, who missed nearly all of 2019, obviously after uh, a hip and knee surgery, right? Yeah. Uh, One, so Saturday's win that Cobb had, and he was pacing back and forth. It almost looked a little bit like he might <laughs> he might not get that win. It was looking a little shaky. Five to two, men on the corner for Red Sox. I'm thinking, oh boy, here we go. Uh, but that was his first win since September 4th of 2018. And Cobb looked great. Had, he, he was out there having fun. All his pitches were working for him. He was throwing 94 on the corner. His curveball, everything was staying out on the corners. You know, maybe one or two mistakes. I, I think I only counted two mistakes. You know, he, he just had fun. And that was great. Uninjured Cobb looks damn good. If that's what Alex Cobb looks like at 100%, bring it on. Let's go. You know, five and, a, uh, five and one-thirds inning pitch, four hits, one earned run, six strikeouts. Again, his splitter was working real nice. But uh, when he came, they they took him out. I think it was 5-1 to one at that point uh, after that home run. And then, of course, Fry comes in. Five Now, it's 5-2. to two, Runners on the corner. <laughs> it was funny seeing Cobb. He was sitting in the dugout just relaxing. And then that happens, and he gets up. I get up. It's like everybody's getting up and pacing. And that's just part of baseball. You know, some people may look at me and go, dude, it's the second game of the season. It's the Orioles who are probably going to be the worst team in the league, but you're sitting there pacing back and forth like it's the playoffs in the bottom of the ninth tied up. Next run goes to the next round. I don't know. It's just I can't explain it. It's just how I am. It's just who I am. And I'm telling you what, Hanser Alberto, he might make the Hall of Fame if he continues to hit like this. What is happening? He went three for five today. Uh, he's batting 500. Defense a little rusty, but that's expected. But he's killing it. <laughs> and Severino, for fuck's sake, man, can you just for once stop a ball from going by you? Ugh. That's frustrating to watch. And then how about the relievers on Saturday? How about that? Richard Blyer. He looked like his old self again. Ball was dropping. Ball was moving. Had the batter swinging out of their shoes. Didn't know what the hell was coming. Then you got Givens coming in. Castro coming in, taking care of shit. That was great. Out of those three innings, only two hits. And between the three of those, five strikeouts. It's fantastic. ERA of zero, of course. That was awesome. 
Givens looked like he did a little something with his windup, like made it uh, simpler. You know, I I don't know. He just seems like he adjusted something there. But man, seeing Castro and Givens and Blyer just come out and take care of business in Fenway on a game that could have easily got out of hand that normally last year, these kind of games it would have when Fry was in there and it was five to two, two runners on, that would have been a game. The game would have been tied up and then Givens would have given up three runs and Castro would have given up two. And at the end of the game, it would have been 11 to five. And we'd all be like, what the fuck just happened? And everybody was thinking it because I was on that Twitter feed. (laughs) See what everybody was saying. Fun times, man. It's always fun watching the Orioles win. 7-2. Again, after they uh, finish it up in Boston, 2 in Miami. And then Miami comes back, 2 in Camden Yards. After those uh, few games, who knows? The Orioles may be in first place. Who knows? But I was just happy to see Cobb had a great game. Because in 2018, you know, with the, the uh, 4-9 ERA, 5-15, and 15, and then a 10-95 ERA after that, it just... It was looking bad for Cobb. So I'm glad to see that he had a great game on Saturday. And one thing I did want to (laughs) bring on the show here, you know, if you're an Orioles fan, you'll get a kick out of this as well. Apparently, every time a baseball team loses to the Orioles, this is probably what's going to happen. People just have a complete fucking meltdown, wondering how the hell do you lose to a team like the Orioles? So... Uh, I saw some funny tweets from Red Sox fans of just having a complete meltdown, and I thought it was a little entertaining. I'd like to share with you. Oh, and by the way, another thing I noticed, a lot of Red Sox fans were uh, disappointed in the Red Sox not kneeling. It seemed most of them had their back. Hell yeah, don't kneel for that shit. I think every Orioles player did kneel in the beginning of the game to show their support uh, with the Black Lives Matter movement. I only think I think I only saw like two or three of the Red Sox taking a knee. <laughs> so that was quite an interesting conversation. And of course, you know, some other shit you've heard about the uh, city of Boston. You're probably thinking, yeah, that that makes that makes sense. Uh, one person I see here, uh, extremely disappointed that the Red Sox team didn't take a knee. Very few did. I'm sure they can't require it, but heartbreaking to see only a few players joining. Boston's racist reputation is alive and well. Hashtag Red Sox. And this person is a Red Sox fan. Because <laughs> their photo on their Twitter page is everything Red Sox and everything they're talking about is Red Sox. So thought that was interesting. All right. Some of the um, tweets that came out uh, after the game with the Orioles beating the Red Sox. Here's one. Uh, this guy. I'm not going to give the Twitter handle, but I don't mind giving the name. This guy's Michael J. He says, I have officially burned my jersey. I cannot believe I just witnessed the Red Sox lose to one of the worst teams that probably will ever play baseball. Yes, that's right. My jersey that I own is burned in my backyard. Done. I am moving on to football. (laughs) Let's go, Patriots. Unreal. Unreal. (laughs) Second game of the season. They're all professionals. It's a major league game. Things are going to happen. Um, <laughs> some are blaming it on uh, the uh, players not kneeling for the Black Lives Matter movement, saying, see, that's karma. Look what happens. <laughs> you lose to the worst team in baseball. Uh, what else we got here? Some uh, just off-the-wall dramatic shit. And again, look, sport fans, we're dramatic 
It happens. <laughs> We're all crazy. Here's one. Uh, he calls himself Slammy. Says, I was told this was the best offense in the league. He's like, obviously not. This has got to be the worst offense in the league. How do you not score runs against the worst pitching in the entire league? Talk to you later, Boston. Bye. (laughs) Oh, boy. Here's one that's just a little dramatic. Andy Kay, he or she says, It's embarrassing to find out today that the Red Sox have taken the place of the worst team in baseball. When you lose to the Orioles, it proves that you are just as bad as they are. You do not deserve to be called the Red Sox anymore. (laughs) I love it. Oh, I love it. Here's somebody that says, after the Red Sox lose this game, it looks like this was tweeted out about an hour before the game, or before the game ended. It says, after the Red Sox lose this game, they don't even deserve to have jerseys on their back. They should feel disgusted and be done for the rest of the season. Here's another one. The Red Sox should feel embarrassed and fans should not support this team anymore. If they don't give 100% every single game like they should have today, why would we want to watch them? (laughs) Oh, too good. Too good. Love sport fans. Anyway, so I hope you enjoyed the uh, first couple games of Orioles. We got uh, 58 more games to go. Uh, Does it feel like baseball to you? Did you get right back in the saddle and you're like, yep, yeah, I remember these emotions. I remember feeling this way, and it's fantastic. I would love to hear from you. FullCountChaos at gmail.com. You can hit me up on Twitter at FullCountChaos. I usually say, well, we got a long season ahead of us, but I I think the season's going to go by so damn fast. And I think some of you may be thinking, well, hopefully that's what happens. (laughs) We we get done with the season, we uh, finish last place, and we get that first pick again. So anyway, again, hit me up. Anything on your mind, love to hear how you spent your opening day weekend. Did you have a fantastic time watching the Orioles and watching baseball? No fans in the stadium. Uh, Not weird to me. It's basically what it's been like in Camden Yards for a while. Hey-oh. All right, folks. Till next time. See